diagnoses and the loss of spouses. All of them were at my grandmother's memorial service. I've known since I was a teenager that the Parkway Preschool Dirty Dozen were my grandmother's closest friends. But it wasn't until recently that I fully appreciated that she was their boss. I don't know anyone who goes on vacation with their boss every year, let alone a whole community of colleagues who do it together. I can't quite fathom what an amazing director my grandmother must have been to form those relationships. My grandmother is inspiring to me in two ways in particular today. I'm inspired by the quality of relationships that she was able to nurture, and I'm inspired by how she just kept growing better at loving people throughout her whole life. When the author of the passage we read from 1 Peter this morning talks about the pure milk that will help us grow into salvation, I think of my grandmother deciding that loving her own kids wasn't enough. So once they were safely off at school, she was going to go love on a whole bunch of preschoolers. And then deciding that loving those children wasn't enough either, she was going to throw herself with abandon into loving the teachers at that school as well. We don't often talk about salvation as something that we grow into. Often we think of salvation as an on or off switch. Either you're saved or you're not. If we only think of salvation in terms of being saved from going to hell, then it's easy to fall into this binary. But salvation has always been more than that. Before it collected centuries of religious baggage, the word salvation just meant being saved. But being saved from what? Let me read you the verses that come right before the passage that we read this morning, because I think they're part of the picture. Love one another constantly from the heart. Your rebirth has come not from a perishable seed, but from an imperishable one. The living and enduring word of God. Therefore, never be spiteful, deceitful, hypocritical or envious or critical of one another. Like a newborn infant, be hungry for nothing but milk, the pure milk of the word that will make you grow into salvation now that you have tasted that our God is good. This letter of 1 Peter is written to a group of Christians who are referred to more than once in the letter as resident aliens, strangers in their land. But here we learn that growing into salvation is all bound up with loving one another well, being in community with one another it's as they love one another well that they discover themselves built up into this edifice with Christ as the cornerstone. These are a people who are saved from alienation, 
to grow into the salvation of belonging. Becoming a people that reflects the good news of God's love to the world. You are a chosen people, a people set apart to sing the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into the wonderful divine light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Salvation from alienation. I'm not sure there is any kind of salvation we need more in 2023. With our political polarization and our social media algorithms that feed us increasingly alarmist content and all the ongoing implications of COVID and the lockdown. Alienation describes a lot of our experiences over the last three years or five years or eight years. This church is already a place in which many of us have experienced salvation from alienation. It's a church where we have experienced welcome after rejection by family or discomfort with other churches or loneliness after a life change. But what does it mean to continue to grow into that salvation? What is the milk that this author refers to that will help us grow? This letter tells us it is the word. Now, that phrase, the word, is another one that has accumulated a lot of religious baggage over the centuries. We might have heard preachers refer to scripture as the word of the Lord. So maybe the word is the Bible. Except when this epistle was written, the Bible didn't exist yet, at least not in its current form. We might think of the word made flesh from the first chapter of John and say, oh, well, the word is Jesus, right? But that gospel wasn't written down before this epistle either. No, in this, word, in this letter, Peter actually explains to us very clearly that the word refers to the good news of the resurrection. The Easter story. And in particular, to savoring that story, to experiencing through that story the goodness of God. Tasting and seeing that God is good. What does it look like to continue to grow into our salvation? It means that when we find ourselves saved from alienation and embraced by a community of love, we lean hard on this Easter story that tells us of a love that is stronger than the death. A love that conquers the grave a love that cannot be quenched. We tell the story again and again until we can taste it on our lips. This is my body. This is my lifeblood given for you, for you, for you, for you. And as that word, that Easter truth of God's love in Christ 
nourishes our love for one another, we begin to unlearn those impulses to become spiteful, deceitful, hypocritical, envious, or critical of one another. Gosh, what a collection of behaviors that tear people down, right? But the power of Easter is not a tear-down power. The power of Easter is a build-up power. When we are settled into and aligned with our cornerstone, the risen Christ, we find ourselves built up into something more magnificent than we could ever become alone. We find that together, we are able to reflect that love of God out to the world in ways that we never could do alone. This is why church exists. The church is a community of belonging that saves us from alienation, but it is also the context in which we grow ever more into that salvation. By learning to love each other better, And discovering that when we do, God loves the whole entire world through us in ways we could never have dreamt. In this church, we have seen God do that in some dramatic ways. Providing sanctuary, sheltering folks during the polar vortex, launching the children's nature playscape, But there's another quieter, but just as powerful way that we reflect God's love nearly every day of the year, and that is through the Deacon's Fund. With this fund, we provide emergency assistance to folks throughout Kalamazoo. We help with rent, with move-in costs, with utilities, car repairs, new boots or coats, gas cards, groceries, and medical bills. We helped over 160 households last year. 160 families in Kalamazoo who felt a little bit less alone because we were able to respond quickly and with care when they were in need. There are two ways that you can actively participate in this ministry of the Deacon's Fund. First, you can make regular contributions. One-time gifts like the Christmas Eve offering are a huge boost, but the needs of our community are ongoing throughout the year. And so receiving steady weekly or monthly contributions makes a huge difference in our ability to respond. There are lots of ways you could decide to determine what amount or how frequently to give, but I know There are some folks in the life of this church who pick one luxury in their life, something like going out to dinner or going to a concert. And as an expression of gratitude, they give a gift to the Deacon's Fund every time they enjoy that luxury. It helps them cultivate gratitude for the goodness of God in their lives and share that goodness back with the community in a concrete way. 
The second way that you can participate in this ministry is by making referrals. That's contacting me or when she arrives, Pastor Mary. We often receive referrals from case managers who work for nonprofit agencies in town, but our favorite Deacons Fund referrals are when a church member calls up and says, my neighbor's car broke down and she's struggling to make ends meet as it is. Can we help? Or I was talking to a mom in the pickup line at school today and found out that her winter coat doesn't fit and she can't afford a good replacement. Can we get her a coat? The Deacon's Fund is not just here for anonymous assistance to strangers. It is here so that when you find that someone near you is in crisis, we can help you share God's love with them in a bigger way than you would be able to do on your own. Friends, once we were not a people, but now we are becoming a people. We are becoming God's people. We can become together more than we could ever be alone. We can reflect God's love better together than we could ever do alone. But only when we keep growing in our salvation. Only as we keep growing better at loving each other today and tomorrow and for the rest of our lives. Amen.